the only talk radio afternoon drive show that makes sense beyond the headline with Aldrin Simpia right here on SAFM it is nine minutes now before uh, four o'clock. We're taking your calls on 086-000-2032 and your voice notes on 0614-104-107 and your tweets at Aldrin Simpia. So we're in conversation next with Dr. Llewellyn Kerr-Lewis, Senior Lecturer in Criminal and Procedural Law at the University of Pretoria. President Cyril Ramaphosa has welcomed the judgment by the Constitutional Court, which affirmed his position that he followed the law when he suspended advocate Busisu M. Kwebani. Earlier on today, the Constitutional Court ruled that Ramaphosa followed due process and fairness when he suspended Mkwebane after impeachment proceedings began in Parliament. Dr. Llewellyn Kerr-Lewis now joining us on the line to help us make sense of this judgment. Dr. Kerr-Lewis, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Thank you and good afternoon to everyone. What were the questions that were before the Constitutional Court and were any of them in relation to whether or not the individual who is Cyril Ramaphosa is conflicted and whether he can take a final decision on suspension or not? Yes, uh, we are actually simplifying a a much broader and more difficult uh, question altogether. The the, the judgment consisted of 64 pages in all. So (laughs) that in itself is indicative of of the various arguments and debates that was actually before Concord. But just in short, you remember that the matter was attended to or heard by the Concord on the 24th of September last year already, and the the judgment only followed uh, today. Um, it was a unanimous judgment by, delivered by uh, Deputy Chief Justice Meyer on behalf of the Concord as a result of a direct appeal that originated from the High Court in the Western Cape. Now, you remember also that in, uh, in the Western Cape, there was a full, uh, full court judgment delivered on the 9th of September last year. Um, and, and what ha- happened there is uh, the Democratic Alliance, as well as President Cyril Ramaphosa, lodged appeals against the orders, uh, at least two orders cons- uh, uh, that was uh, pertained in two paragraphs in the full court's judgment, paragraphs 187.5 and 187.6. Now, what happened then is um, there was also a subsequent cross-appeal and conditional uh, appeal uh, from uh, the full bench by the uh, public uh, um, defender's office in the sense that she wanted the judgment that was delivered to be upheld and confirmed by the Concord, stating that the original um, uh, orders of invalidity, uh, as well as uh, um, the, the dismissal uh, and the confirmation of the conditional appeal, should be should be upheld, and all of those things were attended to by the Concord. To cut the long story short, in plain simple English, what the uh, Concord ultimately said today is that Section 194 committee's decision to commence with removal processes were rational, was constitutional, and was valid. And simultaneously, also the decision made by President Simul Ramaphosa to suspend uh, Mkwebane from office. Nothing wrong with his decision at that stage, and that was basically the crux of the matter. As a result of which, there was a personal cost order made uh, against uh, 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 Mkwebane ultimately by the court, including the cost of two counsel as well. Yeah. Then speak to us about how the court approached the question around irrationality. Um, uh, sorry, the, the question around the conflict, because one of the proposals that was put on the table in terms of a remedy from the DA was that if the court was to find 
um, that the president's decision um, was unlawful, that the deputy president should then take the decision in terms of section um, 90 subsection 1A of the constitution. And in yeah. the Western Cape High Court as well, the court had found that there are other avenues available or people that could take such a decision outside of the president who is conflicted. No, sure. Uh, um, well, also also consider the, the implications of section 172.1F of the Constitution, which makes provision that any decision that was that, uh, regarding constitutionality, including the rationality of decisions that have a, a, a constitutional implication, can be and should be confirmed and finally decided on by the court. So um, it's all well to speculate and say, but listen, uh, there's alternative rules to be followed. But the court ultimately decided that the, 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 the president of South Africa, Cyril Ramaphosa, has it in his sole discretion to make such a determination. Whether that might have had a, a, a possible uh, bearing and a conflict of interest um, was considered, but the Concord ultimately decided unanimously that they cannot find a, a, a conflict of interest. Otherwise, the issue would have been successful um, in upholding the confirmatory order by the, uh, the full court, which yeah. did not happen. So, so um what 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 we're actually saying is we're speculating to say if and if if this happened and that happened it did not happen the concourse said there's no conflict of interest period yeah so, so and and then again then we make reference for instance to the const uh, the constitutional court judgment on on Nganda, and there the constitutional court found that um, to find oneself on the wrong side of Section 96, all that needs to be proven is a risk. It does not necessarily have to materialize. How, wh- what do you make of how the Concord found in this particular case or came to the conclusion that there couldn't have been a risk and also the other parties that, as the Western Cape High Court had said in Section, uh, I think it was Part A of, yeah. of its judgment, um, that there couldn't be flimsy reasons um, just to make an argument of, of a risk of conflict. Well, you must remember that that ultimately and predominantly this this, this matter and the delivery of this judgment dealt with uh, so-called Part B of the original uh, uh, part of of the mm. of the full bench decision. So let's just put that into perspective as well. Um, to come back to your question, um, yes, of course. Um, uh, I, I mean, we had a, a full a full court that made a decision. In other words, it was not only a single judge that made that first determination. But ultimately, that, that even that determination was overruled by, by all the judges of the of the concord. So um, uh, definitely, I, I do agree that there were definitely something to ponder upon if one considers and compared it to the Nkandla judgment. Um, there's definitely a case to be made out uh, to argue. But listen, the mere fact that there is a risk in itself is, is sufficient to to, to 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 be to to confirm that threshold uh, of the requirement. But whether we like to, 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 to uh, have an academic debate about it, ultimately the Concord said, listen, despite that possible risk, um, uh, we're not con- con- concerned that there was a conflict of interest. And maybe for future references, uh, if, they, if these two presidents are to be considered and put right next to one another and we compare uh, apples with apples, uh, then on an academic level we might say, but listen, the Concord was, was wrong today in reaching that conclusion because that one issue might be correct in favor of Kwebane. Uh, I personally feel that there are different issues in that argument. Um, from, from there, the, at least I do agree with one aspect of the full court's decision. However, the biggest scheme of things and looking at the totality of the arguments before court, a court cannot um, pick and choose uh, one or two nitbits out of a, of, 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 a, of, a, of a judgment and they say, listen, uh, 
yeah. regard this correct and this incorrect, uh, ultimately they must come to a conclusion that is either correct in total or incorrect in totality, and they they they, they differ from this. Yeah. So, so the court didn't find, uh, didn't make any finding on the integrity of the public protector, although, of course, they made reference to previous judgments that have been made in part yeah, of correct, the integrity correct. of the public protector. This, this matter didn't deal with that at all. Yeah. Yeah. But on that basis, I, I'd like to find out, does the public protectors act speak to the possibility of where the public protector herself or whoever is the head of the public protector's office find him or herself in conflict, what happens in such a situation? Because here, um, the president had already made it clear by March already that he intended to 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 um, to suspend the public protector, and she had to give reasons why she shouldn't be suspended. A complaint came to her in June, and she decided to go ahead, of course, with the complaint because she didn't have an option not to investigate. It came from a member of parliament. But can you then argue that on the basis of how she would approach that investigation, that the public protector herself could have been conflicted? Yeah, no, sure. I, I, I do. I, I do find a favor in that argument. I, I mean, definitely there is uh, there, there's reasoning behind that. Um, what, what I what, what I can say, and I, I don't want to speculate unnecessarily because uh, the, the judgment is what it is. But what I can say is, from an academic point of view, if we have to deliberate and argue such a uh, matter again in future, um, and 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 even if the, the either the, the the state president or the public protector ultimately asked me for advice. I would say, but listen, take note of this judgment. And in order to uh, not to, to fall in the same traps as, um, as she has done this time around, maybe uh, avoid such a situation by, say, for example, next time around, leave it in the hands of the deputy uh, uh, president to make that decision instead of the president himself, if there is the possibility of a risk of such a conflict that you've mentioned. So... Um, rather be on the safe side and then to err uh, by following the same uh, uh, argument in, in future. Yeah. Not that I think we will have such a situation very soon again, uh, but but yeah, there is definitely argument in what you've just mentioned. Thank you so much for your time, Dr. Llewellyn Curl-Lewis, Senior Lecturer in Criminal and Procedural Law at the University of Pretoria. It's a minute after four o'clock.